This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio copter to actually fly away? And how many fumbles would happen as a result? <laughs> well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. If you're not having fun when your team is 11-2 and winning <laughs> back-to-back division titles for the first time in 50 years, then you need to stop watching. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Where to begin on a night like tonight? I'll tell you where to begin. I just have some guy on Twitter that's fighting with me saying that this was the worst. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me give you a direct quote here. Uh, this is, I'm not a Pollyanna. That's, that's the first thing he said. I, I don't really understand what that means, but I'm sure, I'm sure it means something. And uh, he said, this was the worst game called by Sean Payton all season. If you ran the ball on Carolina's D, they would have been dead by the fourth quarter. Payton is obsessed with generating Breeze 40 to 50 attempts every game. Like, when you say this is the worst game called by Peyton all season, would you not have maybe picked, like, the three or four games where the Saints didn't score a touchdown instead of the 34 points they scored this week? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe I the, 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 the Atlanta game two weeks ago was pretty fucking bad. You know? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they threw 52 times. They ran eight times. They, they scored nine points. I don't know. Maybe pick that one. Breaking news, Saints just got called for hands to the face again. Uh, <laughs> or we could start by talking about how you got roasted by the Vanderlyn family. Oh, yeah, this? Yeah, that, I mean, it was... What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Yeah, the whole Vanderlyn family came at me. Dave, I don't know if you were aware of this. They came at me on Twitter and just I burned saw, everything I saw to the ground. One girl who like responded to you, but I, I didn't. Were there multiple people? Uh, well, multiple people just piled on. Uh, after she came in savagely and stabbed me to death, and then exited, <laughs> they just she was uh, she wasn't really related to him though, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm choosing to believe she was. I mean. <laughs> She had the last name Vanderlaan. I didn't tag him. I didn't hashtag that at all. So she was clearly like vanity searching their name to find that because she found it like a day and a half later 
and then just came in and murdered me. I won't even I won't even pretend that like I got even with that, she just came in and, and was savage to me. And Andrew egged it on. Andrew, you said it was the greatest moment in the history of the show. You were totally delighted by this for like two days, were you not? Yes, I was. It was fantastic. I mean, and so for those of you that missed it, basically Ralph tweeted that, you know, he, he t- tweeted one of his lame typical jokes like, when the Saints uh, signed Jason Vonderlaan, the tight end, and they they signed him from the practice squad, Ralph joked on Twitter that it sounded like the villain in a, a country villain in Nashville, the show. And she replied, she like retweeted that with the comment, "Yeah, her name was Taylor Vanderlaan," and she said, "Yeah, but imagine being named Ralph." Sick burn, bro. I mean, Mike <laughs> dropped. She should have done that and had the, 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 the gif of Obama doing the kiss and dropping the mic. Look, I, I know that the Vonder, Vanderlons like, are listening to this podcast now, probably the whole family, and I, I'm never saying anything bad about that guy. Yeah. I, I care about my life. I care about my family. And, uh, I mean, after savagery like that, I, I just can't expose myself to... They're coming for, they're coming for me. I gotta barbecue your ass in molasses! Yes. Um, <laughs> Dave, uh, yesterday, I feel like, and I want to quote Skooks here directly. He said, it was just a matter of time before... The rule we created because we got fucked, fucked us. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's think it's it's fuckception. It's ref, <laughs> it's ref fuckception is what it is. Um, it's it's totally ironic. I, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to happen sooner. I thought it was going to happen <laughs> when we played the Rams in the Rams game again. Oh, oh just wait. Yeah, just, the stakes will get higher as the season goes, Dave. But um, I, I look. I got to admit. Well, that was weird. Yeah, um, sorry. I, I turned on myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm getting in the chat here. Oh, okay. But uh, I got to admit. I mean, I'm really. That's not. We we haven't really seen that this season at all. And I'm not talking about just the Saints. I'm talking about the league in general. Uh, I, it takes a lot to go from a no call to a call. And I certainly didn't think that the evidence was there to 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 to, over, to overturn it and to change that call, which blows my I mind. Mean, and I mean, early earlier in the game, I didn't Peyton challenge one earlier in the game and lost. Right? Is that correct? He did. He burned and, both and, of his challenges. It seemed like in the first five minutes. I don't mean and, to go. And I, and I remember. And I remember thinking. I remember being somewhat disappointed in Peyton, thinking, "I know that he's smart enough to know that he, this, he's not going to win this challenge. These things ne- rarely, you know, and rarely ever did get changed." And I really, and I'm, I'm disappointed again in the refs. And the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. 
Well, here's the here's the thing, Andrew, and the reason why I'm playing the X Files music is the Saints have been penalized 86 times. Their opponents have been penalized 60 times. That's the biggest difference in the in the NFL. You Com- you, you can you can turn the X Files off. We we get the picture. So combine that with the Saints have had more road Thursday night games than any other team in the NFL since Peyton was the coach. The NFL is trying to fuck over the Saints. I I, I, I just think like the rules change. Like it doesn't really do anything for me because whatever the rules are, whether they're fair or unfair, it kind of doesn't matter because they're just going to angle it to screw the Saints. So wh- whether you can challenge pass interference or not, whether you have an overtime rule where it's sudden death versus you gotta you can't win on a field goal on the opening drive, like whatever rule they change, it doesn't matter because in application, they'll just screw the Saints with whatever the new rule is. That is true. I feel like my Even if char- the rule was made because they felt bad for you. <laughs> That's right. They will use all case in point. They will use it against you. My and look, the Saints. They better win by more than two scores in these playoff games because if not, they will find a way. They will to find a way to fuck the Saints. The Saints. Yep. The Saints. If wherever they play, they better be up three scores with five minutes left because. They'll they'll have an on if it's two scores it's not enough because the other team will score and do an onside kick and all the new onside kick rules that the NFL has to make it almost impossible to get onside kick they'll just throw that shit out the window there'll be dead bodies on the Saints special teams and the other team will get the onside kick uh so Dave you know I, people were panicking yesterday and and you know uh we, we played this I was I was not panicking but well. I mean, you know, you didn't ask for my initial thoughts on the game, but my initial thoughts on the game were, to be honest with you, I never I never had one doubt that the Saints were going to lose the game. I was more annoyed that they just could not put the Panthers away, that they kept going up by two scores and they kept letting the Panthers come back. And 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 I was more annoyed because I know the Saints Wait, what were What are you eating, Dave? I'm eating a, a, a Z-bar, a, cl- a kid's, a kid's a Z- cliff bar. You're not Bra- s- chocolate chip or brownie? Um, neither. It's actually chocolate filled with peanut butter. Oh yeah, that's a good get, one. Get on my level, G. <laughs> um, so, I, I was more annoyed. I, I'm, I was more annoyed that it, that it had to come down to a last, a two minute, Drew Brees drive into field goal territory and a Will Lutz kick. This so, game. But were you shocked we won at the end? I mean, no. I, I I thought for sure we were dead. No. I, 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 I was just, I, I, again, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's because I've been doing this for so damn long and I've seen this, this movie so many times, but I, I never thought they were going to lose the game, but I was just very annoyed that they really should have put this team away. They didn't put them away. They had multiple opportunities to, to do it. And, you know, if it's, if it was a stupid penalty by Cam Jordan uh, or a bullshit call here, there, whatever. Uh, I mean, it really should have been. This game should have been thirty-one Dude, to. Uh, let me ask you. Let me, Dave. Let your me boyfriend you just something. trucked four Rams. <laughs> just want to say, God bless him. Are, are the Ravens winning? Oh, are the Ravens them. winning? They're fucking housing the Rams in the most glorious way possible. What's the score? Thirty-five to six. Ravens wow, are you serious? Ravens scored on their first four drives in the first half. So the Rams are basically Touchdowns. done. They're cooked. Yeah. They're cooked. Yeah. Uh, and so Jared Goff is playing like shit, I take it? Yeah. I mean, the Rams are garbage. Their offense is garbage. But this is mo- this is mostly about Baltimore being awesome. But anyway. Yeah. They're, they're kind of uh, – they're kind of um, – Placing themselves as the Super Bowl favorite, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean they're gonna get home field, but Ingram looks Ingram looks fantastic. Willie Sneed had a t- fifteen rushes, one hundred and eleven yards, and two touchdowns. And Willie Sneed had a touchdown. It's just you know Saint X Saint sadness tonight, especially about Willie Sneed. But uh, but can I? I want to ask you guys something real quick. 
So the Saints are nine and two, right? And they got the division wrapped up, and I just feel like there's so much negativity yeah. on Saints Twitter. I got this soundbite for you, Andrew. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Okay. But nobody's being cool. And yeah. and I, I feel like a lot of Saints fans and you know, I, I go through this every you know, twice. I feel like the last three seasons that I have like that meltdown podcast where I'm like, why aren't you enjoying this? You guys know the refrain right by now. But yeah. what I don't understand is like, I'll take you back to 2009. You guys remember that dog shit game against the Redskins where the Saints played terrible for 3.7 quarters. And, it was longer than that, and man. Kick, it was like... And the, and the kicker misses the chip shot at the end. And remember, there was the unknown hoot out and all that madness. And then, we, and, and then they come back and they win in overtime. And we were amped. We were like team of destiny. You know, yeah. we were pumped. And like and, and remember the Dolphins, they were down like twenty yeah. something and nothing. And they came back and they won that one. Like I, like what's the difference between that Redskins game and what happened against Carolina? What's the difference between the Redskins it, game in twenty seventeen and this? Right. Kinda. Like that's the thing. Like there's no discernible difference. Like the the team is nine and two. They're in first place. Like the only I guess the only thing you can say is that we're not like as much of a juggernaut offensively. And so I think, I guess people just feel like, but I mean, it, does it really matter how you get to nine and two? It does here, not. It does not. In fact, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Here's exactly. the here, nine and two is what's important. Here's the thing that I thought about today is last year on November 18th, the saints played the Philadelphia Eagles and fucking house them 48 to seven in just the most brutal way possible. They're throwing bombs on fourth down to Kamara. They just destroyed them. And yesterday's November 24th. They beat Carolina 34-31. You know what both of those games are going to have to do with the playoffs? Not a fucking thing. Okay? The only and, and, and Andrew, you have convinced me of this. The only thing that matters for the Saints is to win and not have season-ending injuries. That's all that matters. Okay, because the playoffs have no. The Saints can beat everybody in the NFC, and they could lose to anybody in the NFC. So that's what matters. And I just think I don't understand. I don't understand the angst, man. The Saints are about to win their third straight division title, and they're going to do it in the team we hate the most in their stadium on Thanksgiving night. They're probably going to house Atlanta. And it's going to be glorious. And people just aren't having fun. Like, you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be Nick Saban and joyless about this Saints experience. Yeah, the playoffs is stress. And it's crazy. And it's scars. And it's horrible endings the last two years. But you can put that. You don't have to worry about that now. You can put it off. I don't. I just. Yeah, I don't know, man. You, you know like, what? You, you guys. People you guys, are saying you, they're critiquing the Saints and. You know, just because we're winning, it doesn't mean like I can't be realistic. I'm looking to the future and how they match up in the playoffs. Okay, but wait, I- wait, 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 wait. The the two of you guys, the two the the two Utes here. You guys both. You guys both live. <laughs> wait, 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 what is a Ute? <laughs> the two Utes. My you guys, you guys both live on Twitter. Both of you, you're fucking on Twitter all the time. You know who's having fun and enjoying the season? All of us not on Twitter. You fucking idiots, okay? That's your fucking problem. You're in a fucking echo chamber. You're, 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 you're surrounded by people who just are on Twitter just to fucking bitch. And so all you're hearing is all the negative shit. Those of us that aren't on Twitter, we're going into work on Monday. And we're talking about it. And we're having a grand old time. What about in the stadium, Dave? Because Ralph and I didn't go to this game. Like, Did you feel like people were amped at, at the end? Or were they more just like, how could they let it get this close? It was. I, I thought the game was very tame. I thought the crowd was modest. Even myself. I, would, even my, I, 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 I will even admit it that I wasn't bringing my A game as a fan. Um, but, uh, but like even the field goal at the end, like. Ooh, that thing was close I, too, I, I man. There, it was close, and maybe that's maybe that's why it was wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. But I mean, I have sat there and watched many game walk off field goal wins by the Saints, and this one I thought was the reaction was the most mild that I can remember. It wasn't you know the one against Houston earlier in the season. I mean, that everybody was, was freaking out. Bedlam. Uh, 
Yeah, and that, but that that was not there was bedlam is not the word that I would use to describe Sunday in the Dome at all. Even well, after the kick. the thing is the Houston one. It felt like a fucking miracle because it was one the field goal was so long, and two it took Breeze conjuring up magic to get them in position to do it. Um, so it's just a different feel. The one thing that I, I want to bring up and. Uh, I feel like I'm stealing all Skooks' material from Twitter, but he brought up a good point about Carolina. Like, they should be like our, 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 our one of our hated rivals, and, 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 and we play great games with them. We've had playoff games, and they have a fucking statue of Sam Mills in front of their stadium, which is weird, and we should hate them. But we don't, like, the rivalry of Carolina, it doesn't have nearly the, the, the anger and the vitriol of Atlanta, and I just feel like... Saints fans kind of treat Carolina like we treat Jacksonville, and it's weird. Like we should, it should mean more. Like if they had done that to Atlanta, we'd be laughing and it'd be fun. But Carolina, we don't have the same hatred towards them. And Andrew, I look at the history with Carolina, and we kind of should, you know, but we just don't. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, maybe you felt it a little bit that year that we swept them three times. I felt yeah, like there was excitement there with, Cam. you know, maybe some of the sting is taken out with Cam Newton not being there, you know. So exactly. I don't know, That's man. Exactly what it is. It's it's he's 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 why it's fun to root against the Panthers. It's not really fun to root against the Panthers. It's just fun to root against Cam Newton. Cam Newton, yeah, I agree. But uh, you know, in in our defense, Dave, we don't live in New Orleans, so I think we would be on Twitter less. I, the big thing for me is I need my Saints fix and I can't get it, so. To, you know, I don't live in New Orleans, so Twitter is where I can Look, find it. Just have your uncle mail you VHS tapes <laughs> and of like the, the post game, the local Cox Sports post game coverage with Victor Howell and Deuce McAllister and uh, and Scott Shanley. Have him tape that. Make sure he adjusts the tracking on the VCR, and then uh, have him mail that to you and just watch that. Do, do VCRs even exist anymore? I don't think so. Like, could you even purchase one now? You can. You can. I, my my father, they had an electrical strike at his place of business, and, and he got a bunch of reimbursements from the insurance company on stuff, and he had old VHS players in the box, and I sold a couple to a friend of mine that he he sells VHS tapes. He sells old like '80s wrestling, Japanese wrestling, pornography, of course, and like old horror movies. There's like a whole community on the internet that they they like to watch VHS stuff. It's it's weird, but it's this out guy, there. this guy, this guy that I work with is a huge Seinfeld fan, huge Seinfeld fan, and he was very proud that over the course of this is took him like seven years. He would record via VHS every Seinfeld episode. And finally, after like seven years, he got to a point where he found every Seinfeld episode at one point or another on live TV, and he recorded every single episode. And so he had like the full collection on VHS, and he he was like super excited when he was younger. Like people would come over and he'd be like, what episode do you want to watch? I have every single one. And then like, you know, two years after that, the DVD set came out where you could just or buy it. Does he hate? Is he bitter against streaming? He's like, streaming is too easy, man. I had to work my butt off. To yeah, get well, every I think episode. that's the thing. It's like his life's work basically <laughs> thrown out the window in, in one technological second. So, you know, Dave, we talked about this on the uh, Victory Monday podcast. Uh, that everybody should subscribe to $7 a month access to every podcast and by the way if you're a $10 person you're going to have access to everything too you, we got the player grades we're going to have all the podcasts up for your holiday travels starting Tuesday, Wednesday so do it it's worth it but Dave we were talking about me and Andrew about Ted Ginn I was excited that he's back, and I know people are frustrated with him because he drops passes, but that's the real Ted Ginn, uh, we, like the full Ted Ginn the, experience. We got, we got the full Ted Ginn experience Sunday, didn't we? We well, did. he didn't really get a touchdown. He didn't, did he get a touchdown? No. But wow. he had the nice catch on the long third down. Yeah. 
you know, fucking gin, man. Fucking gin. And let me tell you something. <laughs> that pass by Drew Brees, that pass was that was a dime. That was a perfectly yes. pass, and it was at least 40 yards in the air. That seriously so, was the best deep ball he's thrown in like five years. It was a great, great <laughs> pass. Now, later that game, he threw one so short of Gin, and I was like, oh my god, Like I, I don't even know what to think about it. At, at this point, Drew... Alright, play like, the X-Files music again. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, I think at this is. point, Drew, he's, he's just a regular quarterback. He's just, he's, as far as his, he's just a regular quarterback who's great at making decisions. And... <laughs> <laughs> I love the X-Files music, I can't help myself. You guys are gonna, so... Obviously, we're not gonna hate on this Drew, is because because who else would we want to uh, uh, to be taking over on the field with uh, a minute and 45 seconds left uh, in the tie this game? Is, this is going to prove Dave's point of how addicted I am to Twitter as I'm looking at this on our, <laughs> on, on our show. But, but you guys will enjoy this. Aaron Donald, $135 million. Zero sacks, zero tackles. Jared Goff, $134 million. Zero TDs. Brandon Cooks, $80 million, 32 yards, zero TDs. Todd Gurley, $57 million, 19 yards, zero TDs. The Rams are fucked, and their beautiful spaceship stadium isn't going to save them. I'm telling you, the Rams are I'm fucked. just really – I, I might be enjoying the Rams uh, falling apart more than I am the Falcons falling apart this year. <laughs> wow, that's something. <laughs> Thing is, the Falcons. You, I don't know, man. The Falcons falling apart is delightful. All right, so if we beat the Falcons now, now does Quinn get fired? No, they keep him till they they made the decision. They're riding him out till the end of the year. Um, You think so? Yeah, I mean, well, unless unless they get housed at home by the Saints on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it. But it would have to be. It would have to be. Horrific. I'm talking, I'm talking like 42 to three. Horrific. Like, like it would have to be so bad that Chris Collinsworth would be like, "Well, Sean Payton needs to call off the dogs, Al. This is just, this is just mean. You know, like it has to be that kind of humiliation. <laughs> you know, subscribe, subscribe. And oh, by the way, uh, thanks, Dave, for alerting me that. Uh, pardon my take was second podcast in America to start discussing the important topic of Sean Payton's aggressive nipples. Did you go and listen to it? I did. Our jokes were better. (laughs) I'm just going to say. First of all, that was my content. It was. You could have had it all, but you had the death flu. Well, the death flu was why I came up with that. I was like all on drugs. I was whacked out of my mind. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, Sean Payton's nipples are just out of control. You guys better hope Taylor Vanderlaan doesn't like his nipples. Oh man, she's just gonna come at me. She's just gonna she's gonna just tweet the the Sim the Simpsons gifts of the people with the torches. She's just gonna tweet it at me over <laughs> over and over again. Uh, by the way, people, today tomorrow is the last day to RSVP and get your T-shirt for the December fourteenth live show at Tracy's. And oh, by the way. If you RSVP, you get to play in our live games if you're an audience member uh, that we're going to have. We're going to have fun giveaways and all kinds of goofy shit that you would expect from a podcast of this quality. But you can't. Are we doing that? Are we, are we allowing audience interaction? Yes, we are. They're you're supposed you're to... opening Pandora's box. Hell no. We are. Hell no. Do not approach me. Do not talk to me. <laughs> do not look me in the eye. <laughs> You're opening Pandora's box. With this a, one. The Pandora's box. The the day the second we agreed to do this, Dave, the Pandora's box was cracked wide open. Uh, so we'll at least need another touchdown. We're gonna have a I lot. Of my... not, I know. I know we're not doing the questions yet, but uh, th- this is a good just topic. Uh, Daniel Daniel Double. I think I said that right. Hopefully, sorry. No disrespect if I mess that up. But Daniel no Double asked. Uh, if you were offered the second seed in the NFC right now, do you take it? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, because because the thing is, Green Bay losing last night, I know that they're not going to get the first seed. 
So I know, even if it's San Francisco, I don't have to play in sub-zero weather in Green Bay, and that's yeah. enough to make me take well, the Seattle, Seattle. Seattle could still get the top seed. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Ooh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, t- I'm still saying yes. I don't fear Seattle. A buy is a buy. If you you can't beat a buy. You take Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't in sub-zero temperatures. Uh, too bad Sean Payton was wearing shirts that accent his nip. It was, didn't make the worst Sean Payton decision bracket. That's true. That's true, crowded animal. It's it, Sean Payton's. It, it would have if we had waited another year. It would have. Yeah. Uh. So, how did how does he combat that? Do you think if he goes like three shirts, if he goes gotta, three layers, go, dude? He's his nipples are pasty. so aggressive. He's got to go pasty. That's no, the just, only way. Just duct tape. Just duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to go to the store and buy anything fancy when a solution is right there in your home home draw. I mean, the thing that would make it great, though, is on Thursday, like if if the Saints are just housing Atlanta, if he does the water boy guy thing where he starts where he starts tweaking his own nipples as the Saints get into the 40s against Atlanta, would they – Andrew, do you think this, the NFL would suspend him? Like if the Saints dropped a 50-burger on Atlanta and when Taysom Hill scored the touchdown to make it 56-10, to 10, Sean, Sean Payton started tweaking his own nipples, would they suspend him? I mean, I'm surprised Sean Payton hasn't been suspended for complaining about the refs. Like, he made that comment about New York not having their best game. <laughs> I'm so surprised great. he hasn't been banned for the rest of the year. That was so great. That. Thank you, Sean. That I saw that comment, and literally, I saw it, and my column of 850 words in WWL, it just happened in like 35 minutes i just when sean wrote itself it did it, it did dave i was just like joke 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 done uh so here's the thing though you know he's your he's your muse <laughs> he is man. like the, the the destroying of the of the uh the fire alarm last year was great uh i just need sean payton to make the, the, the quote about Jacksonville uh, not being able to score if they played six quarters. Like, I just, that's what I want. I, I need sh- arrogant dick Sean Payton. That is my muse for my WWL columns. Uh, Andrew, the offensive line, uh, they lost Pete. They lost Armstead to a high ankle sprain. Armstead's already out because they're playing a Thursday game. He wouldn't, couldn't recover. Uh, how concerned should we be that we don't have Pete to slide over to left tackle and you're going to have a left side of Patrick Omome and a Nick Easton? I mean, it's concerning to have that on the left side of the line. Um, you know, I, I thought they played well for a half, you know, so that was encouraging overall. I mean, I, it was about as good as you could expect in the second half against Carolina, considering. Um, Sean Payne's going to have to come up with a good game plan uh i'm definitely concerned going up against atlanta especially considering how bad the saints offensive line was but you know consider armstead had the flu and this is when andres p got injured so will clap was thrown in there so the left side of the line was a very ill armstead who didn't practice the friday before and will clap at left guard so i'm not sure oma may and easton in this game will be any worse than that honestly they are getting dangerously close to uh, playing my boy John Leglue from Tulane, who's on the practice squad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who I would I, I I would be so upset for the Saints and for my fandom, uh, but I would be very happy for John if he got to go out there and play. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know he existed until like the the name came out of your mouth, Dave. <laughs> he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I've met him a couple of times. He's come in the store two times. So Andrew. You know, they're basically they've absorbed all the offensive line injuries they can have before they're in a shitstorm, right? Like they can't they can't lose one more guy. I mean, yeah, you're looking at Ethan Greenridge playing, and if oh, if you're man. asking me who is that, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Dave, more—I mean, the offensive line is bad, but more positives from the offense is 
the the Ralph Marlboro fantasy stink is officially off Jared Cook. It took three oh, months, man. but we got yeah, him IVs, hasn't. we got him antibiotics. <laughs> He's fully healed and cleaned of that stink, and he looks he looks fantastic. And he's on pace to catch 45 balls. I mean, what, the last two, three weeks now, he has put together some pretty impressive performances and building trust with Drew and, uh, you know, being reliable, not dropping balls, getting open. I have been very happy with him over the last few weeks. I like where this is heading. Uh, I hope this isn't an aberration. I hope that this just continues because... I think he was a huge difference maker, obviously, in the Saints yesterday and their offense and being able to move the ball and having a guy like Cook. Um, you know, we already know that that Peyton loves Josh Hill, uh, but having a guy like Cook, too, is uh, I mean, it really totally changes the offense. That offensive pass interference call was total horseshit. Yeah, yeah he would have sure horseshit. Jook says Jared Cook should be your manscaped player of the game. We you just created it. We're going to do a Manscaped player of the game every week now. I'm, I'm mad that be. the Saints, uh, that Sean Payton uh, decided against using Malcolm Brown on offense. That would have been delight. That the would secret have been... weapon. They need to save that. We need a, we need a fat guy touchdown. That, that's we coming. We really do. They're going to break. I think they break that out against San Francisco. And, oh, they didn't flex San Francisco to 3 o'clock or, or 7 o'clock, so I think I'm going to be attending that game. Uh so, nice. Dave, the, the defense was a mixed bag of really good and really bad. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the defense? Uh, on the defense, I... <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> Um, I'll say this, you know, it wasn't their best game, but what about today is today the worst day of your life. Yeah. But the one, the one thing that stands out to me being in the stands is they had the Panthers had first and goal and they stopped them three straight times. Then they had the bullshit penalty and they stopped them three straight times again. I mean, they came up big when they needed to come up big. Uh, you know, again, it wasn't their best performance, but. Uh, you know, they 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 did what they needed to do to win the game, and it's still I I, I don't know why, but I I just I can never forget two thousand eight two thousand seven, all those terrible years of defense, <laughs> and I and just 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 all those years they've just made me so grateful, you know, and and I just I I I have vowed I have made a vow in my life that I will never be. I will never be ungrateful if I have a if we if, as long as we have a somewhat decent defense and we we have a better than than decent defense. So, there is I a mean, defense in China that is terrible. So you appreciate that defense and you eat it all off your plate. That's that's right. There are starving defenses in India right now. <laughs> Man, the Rams are down forty-two to six now. My they're, God, they're, they're Bal- terrible. Baltimore just had a turnover and did the whole Saints. Uh, uh, well, the the so, good news is the Rams will have their ne- next first round pick in 2021, and uh, they can hopefully draft some guys to help their team. I don't know they 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 don't they have they they they've given up two. They 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 don't have a first round pick in 2021. That that is their next first round pick, isn't it? No, they gave up the 2021. Oh, did I, is it and is it 2022? 2020, 2022 is the next 20, one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know they'll fix the roster then. It'll be fine. So the so going, the Rams going, made a... going going back going going just in an addendum going back to my answer to your question about the defense. I will say this too because now I'm remembering everything about the game. I, I will say this too. I, I'm torn because because it's so frustrating to watch Christian McCaffrey just do whatever he's going to do, and you know he's going to get the ball, and like they still aren't stopping him. And I'm sitting there in my seat in the stands, and I'm like, okay, 22's out there, just. Make sure you got 22 covered, and he still gets the ball. But at the same time, I also understand how fucking good Christian McCaffrey is, and how difficult he is to stop. So, the um, only thing with the only thing with Christian McCaffrey is, I understand that he's difficult to stop. I understand that he's amazing. He's kind of like Michael Thomas in that way. 
But yes, Andrew, yes. could they have someone within 10 yards of him in key moments of the game? Is that too much to ask? Ooh, that's a lot to ask. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a tape guy. I just like there's no one within 20 yards of him. Like what the fuck? Like you're I understand pretty, like he bounces off dudes or whatever. God. I had the I had Carolina uh cuz they were a double digit underdog. So I, Oh yeah, I, how did how did my dad do against us by the way? I don't know. I need to check. He, he I think he did pretty well cuz my picks were fucking atrocious mostly besides Carolina. Well, you, that, they, it goes without saying that my picks were terrible. <laughs> did LSU cover the spread? They did not. They did yeah, not. Well, that was, I, can't, I, can't, so, I can't believe y'all. So listen. Uh, I, I, I picked Arkansas, didn't I? I picked Arkansas. Well, your, dad, your dad picked LSU with the points. I couldn't believe it. Yes, that. he did. If you want to gamble, you need to gamble like me at my bookie because it's the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with my bookie. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back in the game. The best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Put in a thousand, they give you a thousand. That's double your initial deposit when you use the when you you can use on your favorite picks. Use the promo code chair to activate the offer. That's right. Use promo code chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Dave, that's why you need to do the ad. <laughs> but I forgot to, but I forgot to send you the new copy, so I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got some inter- we got some interesting uh, Saints Happy Hour questions. I asked people to do some Thanksgiving, so we got some ridiculous Thanksgiving ones coming up. But somebody asked a really good question: What player in the NFC do you fear the most, Andrew? In the NFC. In the NFC. Uh, do, do I have Marshawn Lattimore playing or not? You do. Okay. Um, cause I was going to say, <laughs> I don't like the prospect of playing Julio Jones on Thursday. Now I don't know if Julio Jones is going to play, um, uh, but Julio but I mean, Jones, it, but I mean, for, I was thinking he was asking for the playoffs though. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, it's gotta be Russell Wilson. It's gotta yeah. be. People ask me who I want the saints to play in the playoffs. My answer is not fucking Russell Wilson. Not in the dome, not in Seattle. Like I don't want to play Russell Wilson. Dave, who is who's the player that you fear the most? I would say maybe Nick Bosa. Ooh, interesting that's a, answer. That's a no. good one. San Francisco's defensive line eviscerated the Packers last night. In a way, they, I'm, I'm, I, I I wish I hadn't watched that game last night because I'm <laughs> nervous as fuck now. Because <laughs> before that game, I was like, eh, Niners, whatever. Like they haven't played anybody great. Like you know, like I'm sure they're come back down to earth. But then I watched the game last night. I was like, oh fuck, these guys are really fucking good. They are, man. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, with the 49ers, I feel like if the Saints could not turn the ball over and if they can shut down the San Francisco running game, I I feel like they'll be okay. Um, you know, whereas the I Saints watch, are good, man. the Saints are fucking good. Yeah, man, y'all like, need to fucking chill. Everyone needs to chill. You be cool. The Saints are really freaking good. They have Camara. They have Michael Thomas. They have Drew Brees. The offensive line, you know, we'll get Andres Pete back. Hopefully he'll be okay. We're going to get Teron Armstead back. It's going to be fine. The Saints defense is really, really good. Lattimore is going to come back. It's going to be okay. They can beat the 49ers. They can beat the Ravens. They can beat any team in the league. That doesn't mean they're going to do it, but they can. They are capable. There is a chance we will win the Super Bowl this year. You should keep rooting for that. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) I've got – I got the Saints on Thursday. I got the LSU's got to just disembowel A and M because I fucking hate them, and especially after last year's nonsense. Um, but you know, Dave, I really hate. I really hate that uh, Drew Brees got injured in the Rams game, and that it unfolded the way it did. Because I, I really feel like if we were playing the Rams, like 
right now. Oh I my just God. we'd cur- we'd curb stomp them. We'd curb I really believe that. And like, you know the timing and then just the injury at all, like it just it just makes me sick. Oh, Sean Payton would twist the knife and then he'd twist his nipples. He'd hurt the he'd crush the Rams so bad. Uh, <laughs> but Dave, I I totally forgot what I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Uh, oh yeah, game oh yeah. Thursday. People were people were upset about Kamara um, uh, walking off the field uh, before they kicked the field goal. Like he was walking towards the locker room, and people got mad at that. I was like, how is that any different from last year, where he scored the touchdown and ran up the tunnel? Like he knew Lutz was gonna make it, and it wasn't like if Lutz had missed it, he was gonna keep walking. He'd have just turned his ass around and played in overtime. Like, do, it, people, do you get the sense that Alvin Kamara hasn't gotten over Ingram leaving, much like you? <laughs> no, I think I'm taking it much harder than Alvin Kamara is. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't get any sense of unhappiness from Kamara. Andrew? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know about that, honestly, yeah. that he left. Uh, I, I hadn't heard that, so I, I didn't know. Um, you know, I mean, part of it with Kamara might just be that he's been a little banged up this year, but I, I don't know that I necessarily see as much joy and fun on his face. You know, now, part of it was there was always a microphone in front of Mark Ingram's face, and he was always like, come here, come here, come over here. You know what I mean? Like they were always kind of doing those things together. Um, and so I don't know if it's that he's maybe just a little less visible because without Ingram kind of bringing him out of his shell, he's just a little introverted and, and he doesn't have anyone else that's um, encouraging him to talk, you know? So I, I don't know if it's that or that's maybe a good point. That's is. a good point because Kamara, he's a, he's a unique dude. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm. I mean, again, it's maybe it's just he's less visible, but and part of it's just he, he hasn't like t- torn it up statistically. So you know, he hasn't been getting the national spotlight as much because he just hasn't had a great year like he has the past couple. But I, I don't know. I'm seeing less of him. I'm seeing less joy on his face. I'm seeing him celebrate and get excited a little less. Um, so. I don't know that it's necessarily that he misses Ingram, um, but I just think maybe the combination of Ingram being gone and him statistically not doing as much, he's just not, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely got a little bit of a different vibe this year. Yeah. I mean, and also too, Dave, I mean, technically he's not in a contract year, but he kind of is because he's not going to want to play next year without an extension. So being banged up and not having a monster year is costing him money. So that could play into it as well, I think. Um, but I do like the name that somebody on Twitter suggested. We start calling, uh, we start calling, uh, Mari, we start calling him Ladavius because he's your new boo. I like that. We've been doing that for weeks, Ralph. I know, been? but I I need to start I need to start doing it more. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> so before we get to the pick on Thursday, uh, and by the way, the Saints are six and a half point fa- uh, six and a half point favor for those interested. We got some Twitter questions. Uh, this is from Andrew. Um, it's been a great season, but should we just resign ourselves to the Saints getting fucked consistently? by the refs for the remainder of Roger Goodell's tenure. Yes. <laughs> that was succinct. Um, Dave, this is from Chris. Do recent road versus home performances um, make home field advantage less critical in the playoffs? No, I don't think so, especially for the Saints. I think home field advantage is very crucial for the Saints. We definitely want to be playing in the Dome as much as possible for the playoffs. Ooh, Andrew, this might be the question of the month. This is all from some from Chris. Would you trade Bill Belichick, Morstead, and a sixth to have Nick Underhill back covering the Saints? <laughs> Say this again. Who am I trading for Underhill? You're, you're, you're Morstead, trading Morstead and a six-round pick. Just those two things for Underhill? Yeah. 
I mean, we were just talking about how we wouldn't trade a first for Morstead. So Morstead is sacred, man. And Morstead is off limits. Um, now Lutz for Underhill in a sixth. I mean, they owe us Underhill. They they got we get, they gave them a new house, the tackle. Isn't that enough? I'm, I'm, you can't give it a Lutz. Do, do you remember? What it was like yeah, when we I had do. to kick yes, when we had yes. to kick field goals stop, late in the stop game. Stop right there. Stop right there. Don't <laughs> even finish that sentence. I swear to God if you take me back there. Um <laughs> Nick Nick Underhill, I mean you 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 can take this to the bank. This is my prediction right now, and you can you can bank on this one. Um Nick Underhill will be back covering the Saints next year. Yeah, he he book, uh book it. He's got his like semi burner account where he just like tweets about this it's just all saints tweets and he tweets like um new orleans thing he was complaining about how al michaels pronounced new orleans like he is a full uh new orleans person he was complaining about the airport uh you know he's he's a he's a he's a he's a full uh he's a native new orleanian now much like you dave like you stay long enough you just all the new orleans quirks just get inside your body and nick's nick's one nick's one of us now he really is. One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> what if Nick was one of us? Ooh, this is a good question. This is a good question from Jacob. Did Breeze Arm Truthers get any more material Sunday, or did the goat's blood infusions do the trick? It's kind of a mixed bag. Oh, yeah. I don't know who this question is to, but, yeah, I, I touched on it earlier. It's He had some great throws. He had some not-so-great throws. So, I mean... Honestly, it all averages out. He's just a, he's just a regular quarterback. But at least we saw that he's capable of making a deep throw. Yeah, yeah. Like if he misses every single one, you know what I'm saying? Like at least it, it, all you got to do is show me once that you can make a deep throw, and at, we at least know it's possible. Yeah, right. and yeah, and the teams get and, and teams see it on tape, and they're like, oh, it's shit. And especially like in a game, like if they try to do that and and they hit Gin over the top, whether he drops it or whether they hit it. Teams are like ah, god damn it! Our our plan to to dare him to throw deep isn't going to work. Uh, this is an actual football question from Nick Landry. Andrew, should the ta- get the shit out of here? Should the Saints take a left tackle in the in the first round next year? Next question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know that's a great question. So you never want to draft for position. You 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 don't want to draft for need. You always want to go get the best player available, but. If you were to ask me, you know, first of all, this is next year is going to be the first year that the Saints can really eject from the Teron Armstead contract. And, you know, him getting injured, I will say, should come as no surprise uh, because we, we've we seen this happen. I mean, I, I love the guy and I hope he stays on the Saints and continues to play football for a very long time. But, you know, like Unger uh, retiring this past offseason, which caught us by surprise, Armstead could go at any minute. And, you know, at some point he gets sick of always getting hurt, right? And always being in rehab. And, you know, if Breeze calls it a day, let's say the Saints win the Super Bowl and Breeze calls it a day, that might feel like perfect timing for Armstead to say, you know what, I'm going to hang it up too. So I'm not saying he's going to retire this offseason, but uh, we've seen, you know, kind of hit him. I mean, how much longer can he go, right? That I guess that's the first question. And, and secondly, even if he sticks around, you kind of have to assume that best-case scenario is you're getting a 12-13 game season out of him. I mean, that, that, that's what the numbers, that's what history tells us. So, yes, you have Ryan Ramchick, but, you know, I think Andres Pete's probably going to yeah. walk. So if Ramchick is your left tackle of the future, you absolutely need to get a young, good tackle in there. So – We've talked about tight end. I still think tight end is a big need because Jared Cook is 32 years old. Um, so I still think tight end and receiver are big needs, but I would say tackle is the next spot. And, and I would say depending on the player and what's available when you pick, uh, I would potentially take a tackle, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it just – the thing cor- is just- Corner is the other one because, you know, Eli Apple and Lattimore and P.J. Williams, you know, it's just like how much longer are they going to be able to pay and keep those guys? Yeah, I think – I think PJ, we, we joked that he made a lot of money last week. He lost a lot of money this week. Like I think, yes. I think keeping PJ is not going to be that big an issue. Eli Apple is the one that could get dicey. Uh, Thanksgiving question, Dave: uh, stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. 
What's for Thanksgiving, Andrew? You can answer this first. What's the first thing you f- you stuff in your face? Wait, are, are you in agreement on this? You, it's it's dressing. It's dress. It it's dressing all the way. Yeah. That, that, see, Dave, you act all New Orleans, and you say he's one of us now. But he, if he's calling it stuffing, is he really New Orleans? Well, no. He's he's. It's it's. What do you is it? Do do you? The question, I guess, was: Do you prefer stuffing or dressing? Isn't it the same thing? No, the 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 stuffing you put it in the turkey. The dressing you just do it on the side and cook it in the dish. Oh, but, I thought it was just like a southern versus northern. No, no. no stuffing is like you actually you actually like put the you know you stuff stuff in the turkey, lemon and all that onion. I got you. Yeah. Well, my my uh, my uh, well, we we never have put stuffing in the turkey, I guess. But my. Uh, you get all up my in there. Pretend like that turkey is Roger Goodell. Yeah, my my uh, father-in-law he uh, he usually fries a turkey and then he uh, he makes oyster dressing, which is just freaking out of this world. Fried turkeys are so good. Well, first problem. of all, first of all, it's Erster dressing. Erster. <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, so, but what's the first thing you stuff in your face Thanksgiving? I love yams. If you give me a thick layer of marshmallows on top of yams, I mean, it just it just doesn't get any better for me. My brother, makes- the, the the yams are already sweet. That's like putting sugar on your Lucky Charms. Like you're you're putting Dave. Dave, Dave, you of this all people coming, complaining exactly, about exactly. sugar on top flag. of sugar. Yeah, this should be a red flag for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's like I don't know you anymore. I, I know, but Dave, did did you have some sort of come to Jesus moment when you got the death flu? Like, what is going on? I'm I'm confused. It's like Dave, what are you eating? Oh, just uh, you know, Skittles and M and M's mixed in my mouth together. <laughs> but don't no, that's gross. <laughs> Ugh, that would be gross. Uh, that, that would be gross. Yeah. Um. So. Here's a good question. If two is on the board when the Saints draft, do you take him? That's from Jay. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. You mean we're, the... Not even, we're not even trading up. He just falls to us at 32. Yeah. Like, here's the thing with Tua. Like, Tua, once he gets to, like, 16, all the teams at the bottom of the round, Saints, New England, Pittsburgh, they're all going to be in a bidding war to get up there to get Tua. Like he's, two, he's not. He's not going to fall that far. He's no not. Way. He's not falling past like ten or twelve. Because the thing is, as he's long not as he's falling past eight, I mean that that's like the lowest he could drop because of this injury. Yeah, probably. Um, and so, he's probably going number one or two. Let's be honest. Joe Burrow is going number one, baby. He's going to. He's going to go to Cincinnati, and we're never going to hear from him again. Uh. So my favorite thing to, to eat will be Jason says will be a dub. <laughs> pretty good. I wish I had thought of that. Yeah. So the Saints. I'm just James 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 Winston eating his fingers, his W fingers. I asked well, on James, Twitter. Well, James Winston ate a W against the Falcons. He I did. know James Winston. He's a, he's like he's like third. Third most passing yards in the league this year. Yeah, and the most interceptions by like ten. Yeah. <laughs> Jameis Winston is the greatest thing. You can you can you can uh, you can start Jameis Winston on as your fantasy quarterback and the defense he plays and come out ahead with both. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so true, man. That's genius. Spoken from spoken from experience for a guy that. It, at $182. Give me Jameis Winston and the team he's playing, please. Yes. It's great. You know, he'll, he'll throw three touchdowns, but he'll throw a pick six. Uh, so, Saints are playing Atlanta on Thanksgiving. They're favored by six and a half, Dave. They are one win away from clinching their third NFC South division championship in a row. Saying that out loud makes it even more insane. Uh, but it's true. Uh, Dave, who you got Thursday? 
I know. Have the Saints ever clinched that early during no, the Sean Payton it'll be era? No, it'll be the quickest the NFC South has ever been clinched. Ever. The, the what, what about division. last year? What about last year? No, because... Uh, the Saints were like 10-1 and one at this point last year. Yeah, but ca- remember, though, Carolina was... Carolina started out six and two, mm. so they didn't like. So even though even though Carolina crashed and burned, like they were still in the middle of their. They were just beginning their crashing and burning. Gotcha. Uh, well, look, there's, you know, there's no way that the the, the Saints are too good of a team to lose <laughs> to a shitty team like the Falcons twice. Uh, you know, they're in our division. Obviously, I'm not surprised that they beat us. They know all of our tendencies, all the little tips, tricks, and they're going to get up extra to play play us. But uh, I, there's just no way that uh, Dan Quinn is a good enough coach to outcoach Peyton twice in the same season. And they're not a good enough team to outplay us twice in the same season. Uh, I hate the short week. That's got me a little nervous. But um, And I hate that it's away. But at least it's in a dome. It'll be familiar. It's in a dome oh, sponsored by the same motor vehicle company uh, as <laughs> that we that as our home field. So there will be more Saints fans there, probably. There will probably be more Saints fans there. Uh, so I'm. I'm but, it's, but it's. <laughs> That's just for Atlanta. Was that was that soundbite from the time you farted on air that one time? Yeah. Um, but anyway, but uh. uh <laughs> But it is prime time, uh, so Saints are going to win. I don't think it's going to be. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout again because of the short week. I think that's really screwing us. Um, but uh, I think we're just obviously Atlanta's playing on a short week too. But I, I think we're just a little banged up. So um, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Saints twenty-seven, Falcons twenty. Ooh, and close. the player of the game is going to be, uh, you know, we haven't seen much from Kamara in a while. It's going to be Kamara. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Andrew, who you got? So, uh, the you know, I went on a long run picking against the Saints, and they won like six games in a row with me doing that. Um, and then the Falcons uh, broke that streak. And uh, since then, I've been picking the Saints to win. Um, so I don't have to pick the Saints to lose to the Falcons. Thank God. I can just go with what I think is going to happen. And I, I think it's going to be – I think, you know, the, the Falcons, they kind of went on their last run. You know, so they played a great game against the Saints. They played great against Carolina. They they really went strong for two weeks. And, you know, I think they started to believe, their fans started to believe, hey, you know, maybe we don't make the playoffs, but at least, you know, we'll end on a high note and, and step up our level. And then, boom, play. They play terrible at home against Tampa. And, you know, asking them to rebound from that shit show of a performance against the Bucks on four days' notice. And, look, Julio Jones is banged up. We don't know if he's going to play. They're yes. down to, like, their fourth running back. Yeah, they're, think, they're uh, missing Hooper, Smith too. is out. Devontae Freeman's out. Uh I forget who else was hurt in that game, and they're down to their fourth back. Uh, Austin Hooper, who played against the Saints, he's out. Um, so he's been injured, and so they're just missing a lot of guys. They're very banged up. Uh, their offensive line played absolutely awful against the Bucks, And so, um, you know, the Saints are banged up, but the Falcons really are too. Now, you hope you get Lattimore back, especially if Julio plays. Uh, and, you know, Oma May and Easton is a concern. But I really think, look, the Saints defensive line, they got to step up. They, they played an absolutely miserable game against a mediocre offensive line. Uh, and they need to take that. They need to come with a chip on their shoulder. They, they have something to prove in this game. They need to respond uh, because I know the Saints defensive line is good and they should be able to manhandle Atlanta and they should be able to sack Matt Ryan and they should be able to take care of business. So, I think the Saints are going to come in angry, wanting to, to basically lock up the division, play good football. And I, I do think they're playing with a little bit of house money here after escaping this Carolina game. And they really should have lost based on the way they handled that second half. And I think sometimes on a short week when, when you're forced to play, um, you've got new life. They're going to come with a sense of purpose, focus, 
intensity. I think they go into Atlanta and they curb stomp them. I really do. Uh, they're still mad about the loss. So I'm going Saints 37, Falcons 13, uh, blowout win. Uh, and I think your player of the game is Latavius Murray, who's going to run for 130 yards. Uh, I'm not going to give a long, complicated breakdown. I'm just going to say this. You guys want to go see a dead body? Because it's going to be Atlanta, and it's going to be Thursday night. Saints 45, Atlanta 7, Dan Quinn's getting fired. How about that? That's my prediction. So, guys, I want to remind you. If you weren't paying attention before, it's the last, tomorrow's the last day to RSVP for the live show at Tracy's, December 14th. You, you how, many, RSVP, how many people do we have? We have 103 people so far. Uh, oh, okay. And if you RSVP, you get a t-shirt from, but you also become eligible to do stupid, silly trivia at the live mic where we're going to hand out prizes and you're only eligible if you're on the RSVP list. We have some spectacular prizes that me and Andrew came up with that you are going to want. And if you don't RSVP, you're going to be like, God damn it, I could have won that. I'm telling you, RSVP, do it by tomorrow. So you heard that here, folks. Just remember, I had nothing to do with this. When you get your stupid prize, just remember that Dave had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Well, actually, Dave, you can end the meeting afterwards because we have to decide certain parameters for the prize. Me and Andrew just decided what it will be. Uh, You can actually – or, or Andrew, should we tell the people what it's going to be? Or should it be a surprise? Yeah, uh, crowded animal, no. Ralph will not be giving away his cat, unfortunately. No, he will not. The, the, the cat the cat is staying in Paraland. So. Wow. So, anyway. So, anyway, that wraps it up. Look, everybody. Have a happy, safe Thanksgiving wherever you're traveling to. Uh, drive safe. Listen to the podcast. We have a bunch of free shows. Uh, if you're a patron, you have access to over 500 shows. Plus, we did an interview with Nick last week. That's amazing. Nick Underhill, that's amazing. You can listen to that. We have all kinds of stuff this week. We have game previews, Andrew's grades. Listen to them all on the journey wherever you're going. Be safe. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, until next week, the bar is closed. We're 9-2. Enjoy it. Who that? <laughs>